For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Steve Morgan. Joining us is Sherrod DeGrippo, Director, Threat Intelligence Strategy at Microsoft. Sherrod, great to have you back on with us. Great to be here, Steve. Hey. So you sent me a story from Wired about a Swiss crypto entrepreneur living in San Francisco named Stefan Thomas, who owns this 2011-era Iron Key, which is an encrypted USB thumb drive. He lost the password to unlock it and access the nine-figure fortune it contains. That's over $200 million. Thomas said in interviews that he's already tried eight incorrect guesses, leaving only two more tries before the Iron Key erases the key stored on it and he loses access to his over 7,000 bitcoins forever. But a group of hackers that go by the name of Unciphered developed a secret Iron Key password cracking technique that gives them an infinite amount of tries. Sherrod, there's so much to this story, so please unpack it for us. Give it to us. I mean, it's a page turner, really. Andy Greenberg wrote the story for Wired earlier this week, and it's just every paragraph you read is like, what? So yeah, this guy, you know, he's been into Bitcoin for a really long time. He's got one of these iron key hard USB drives that, you know, is supposed to really protect your wallet. When he lost the password for it, it was worth $140,000. Today, at current Bitcoin valuation, he thinks it's worth about $235 million. And it's just fascinating to me, the human drama here, because this company has come up with a way to crack these iron key passwords, which you only get 10 tries at, like you said. And this guy, Stefan Thomas, is kind of like, no, I've already got two other groups working on this, and I've committed to them to be exclusive, which... The internal anguish that he must be going through knowing that this unciphered group is successful. So like Andy Greenberg, the writer of the story, does send that group his iron key that he has put his passphrase into. And within three days, they text him back, not only saying that they've cracked it, they have his passphrase. So I'm listening to you and it almost feels like the crypto version of ambulance chasing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I think that's kind of like what they're looking to do in the article. It does say that this unciphered company or group says, hey, you know, there are a lot more lost passwords for big wallets out there. So this isn't the only chance. But yeah, they're going to ambulance chasing a little bit. So we had a father and son, Chris and Charlie Brooks, come on our podcast. They started up a company called Crypto Asset Recovery, and this was back in 2017, specializing in crypto wallet recovery. I want to play a short clip for you. This is Charlie, the son. We will get anywhere in a slow month, maybe 300 people reaching out to us. In a busy month, maybe 1,000 people reaching out to us. It's pretty common that three or four years ago, someone created a password. Maybe they didn't understand that this was a technology where they couldn't just hit change my password. They weren't really careful with how they stored them. As we've done a little more press and we've gotten a little better known, like people are just coming out of the woodwork. There are a lot of people that have this issue. So Sherrod, after listening to that, I'm wondering what you think. Is there a cottage industry growing around crypto recovery? And could this actually be a big business? I think so. Yeah. And something that this reminds me of, you guys love personal stories. I'll tell you, my dad's actually a treasure hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So my dad, growing up as a super computer nerd, he worked telecom, he climbed poles and everything. But we're also kind of like Florida beach bum family. And he's a wreck diver. So he goes out in the Keys with a couple of his friends and they dive Spanish galleons that have been rumored to be in that location. They have special equipment. They've got gold doubloons and all kinds of ephemera that they've found in museums down there. They've worked with Mel Fisher. So it gives me that same vibe of treasure hunting. 
from kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, but in this weird new, instead of we're looking for gold coins, we're looking for Bitcoin passwords. And I do think it will be a cottage industry as more and more people figure out that, oh, hey, 10 years ago, my neighbor told me to do this Bitcoin thing. I spent 50 bucks and now it's worth exponentially more. What do I do? The race is on, right? Like the hunt is on at that point. Wow. I could see you as the founder and your dad could be the chief technology officer and Boris Karloff, he sniffs silicon. You know, he definitely has a role in this thing somehow. I don't know how much help Boris would be, but he would definitely provide moral support. But so I think that there's that aspect of it. We're seeing this burgeoning new bit by the bug of treasure hunting aspect to it. And also, I think people like me hear these stories and I am so anxiety ridden about my passwords that I've used a password manager for years and years and years. I am very, very careful about my password management and everything is carefully stored and managed in these password managers. And I just kind of think this poor Stefan Thomas guy, if only you had properly used a good password manager, you'd have $235 million, except... This is a weird forcing function where he was forced to hodl. He had to hold these Bitcoins because he couldn't get to them. So the question is, if he had been able to unlock it 10 years ago, would he have held it till it went to 235 million? That's interesting. I don't know. Well, you've said so much here. You mentioned, you know, Andy Greenberg. He's fantastic. He's been on our podcast. He wrote a fantastic book, Tracers in the Dark. For anyone who's listening, check it out. Also go over to CryptoCrime.com. We've got so many crypto stories there. You touched on password managers. I think we'll have you come back on. We'll talk about that. We did a whole expose on the topic. And of course, LastPass and some of these other password managers have been hacked. And that leaves you wondering, should I or shouldn't I? But before I let you go, I have to ask about Boris Karloff. You knew it was coming. You sent me a photo. I posted it on LinkedIn <laughs> right after the last episode with you. And I'm telling you, Boris is already getting fan mail here. So I know he was out at a few recent events with you. What's his schedule looking like for the rest of the year? Well, we did enter a Halloween costume contest at the dog park Halloween party. We lost completely. He was dressed as a taco. I was dressed as a taco. My boyfriend was dressed as nachos. We did not win. We got beaten soundly. But yeah, he's enjoying the cooler weather because he's kind of a big, furry, hot-natured dog. So he's been much more willing to like sleep in the bed and be real cuddly and high energy. So yeah, he's hanging out. He'll do the circuit when it's local. If I can drive him, I usually bring him. Sherrod, thank you so much for coming on. Say hello to Boris and we'll catch up soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Steve Morgan.